Merry Christmas, the Christmas that was and still is. <laughs> it, uh, I'm starting to understand that song about the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, it's, uh, we got about eight days, right, between Christmas and New Year's. It just kind of goes on and on. And, uh, but anyway, I am very honored to be with you this morning. And uh, I, I, I want to share a message of encouragement that's sort of Christmassy and sort of not. <laughs> but I hope it will really bring encouragement to you. And I have a lot of scripture passages, and so I've asked that they could uh, uh, put them up on the overhead uh, just because uh, I'm reading from the old King James uh, because, like we say, that's the one Apostle Paul used, and uh, we want to be... <laughs> anyway, um, so I want to... Uh, uh, I'm going to start with Psalm 46 and verses 1 to 3 and verse 10. Psalm 46, 1 to 3, and uh, then verse 10. And by the way, my title this morning is Finding Strength to Go Forward. So Psalm 46, verses 1 to 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah, or think about that. Oh, that's rather minuscule. But anyway, <laughs> if you have a Bible, it might be even better. But thanks, you really did your best. Okay. And now I want to turn to Luke chapter 1. And I want to take the scripture. Oh, I forgot verse 10. Verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. And by the way, that wonderful group of songs that you selected this morning, I was thinking as we were going along that it, it just really builds a platform for these scriptures that I want to share this morning. And the points that I hope to leave with you as we move forward. And so then I want to read from Luke chapter 1. And I want to read quite a few scriptures of the Christmas story about Mary, starting in verse 34. It, just before that, the angel has appeared to her and told her that God has chosen her to uh, bear the Messiah. Verse 34. Then Mary... Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And therefore that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. 
And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And then I just want to skip down to verse 47, 46 and 47. Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. So, I don't need to say too much about the fact that the world is a mess. Everything seems to be a mess. And somehow we think that that's only happened in the last two years. But the truth is, at the time of the birth of Christ, the world was in a capital chaotic mess as well. We are living in a very unusual situation in North America. We have experienced religious freedom for about 200 years. That's very unusual. Actually, in the world scene, it's abnormal. Mostly, Christians must suffer for their faith. And when Christ was born, there was tremendous suffering for the Jewish people. And so there was tremendous chaos. And the question must have come to them as it does to you and I. God, where are you in this? God, how are you going to sort this out? And that is what Mary said when the angel announced to her that she was going to have a son. Now she said, how shall this be? Her question was a question of curiosity, uh, astonishment. She knew about the birds and bees. And so her question was like, like, okay, so I'm going to have a baby? Like, how in the world are you going to get this together, Lord? <laughs> how is this going to happen? How are you going to handle this? And some of the situations that we see happening, my question is like, Lord, how in the world are you going to fulfill your promises? Like, how can you do it? How, how are you going to, going to arrange world events? I mean, it is such a chaos. It seems completely out of control. There's not a nation in the world that is not in turmoil at this moment. Lord, how shall this be? How are we going to receive the promise of God? How am I going to be able to move forward in the middle of this mess that's around us? And I want to share with you four things, four keys that I found as I was reading this that Mary did or that the angel reminded her to do 
so that she could find the strength to go forward into this phenomenal, life-changing situation. And I believe that these same keys will help us as we seek for strength moving forward in these critical days. And the first key I find is back to Luke chapter 1 and verse 36. So the angel said, the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and you're going to be with child. This is going to be the Son of God. And then verse 36, the angel said, and behold, oh, by the way, oh, as a side note, (laughs) I just want you to know the inside scoop here is that your cousin Elizabeth is six months pregnant. Everybody knew she couldn't have a baby and she's old and yet now she's pregnant. So just, just so you know, Mary, that when things get really rough, In the days ahead, you can remember Elizabeth. My point number one of finding strength to move forward is to remember past victories. Let's say that. Remember past victories. Say it out loud, I mean. Let's say it. Remember past victories. I find tremendous strength and encouragement to go forward when I can look back at certain moments when I clearly saw that God brought me through. Every one of you have certain moments, and I say that to you, your minds might begin to spin and think about, Yes, I remember that time. Oh, yes, I can remember that moment. There, it, 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 it worked out, and I couldn't think how in the world it would. Just take the moment of salvation that God saved you. Remember where you were before you were saved. Now, I was too young to remember much of anything. <laughs> but... You can re- some of you have very clear memories of the life before. And yet God saved you. And when you remember how God forgave you and brought you through, it gives you the courage to go forward for healing. Some of you have experienced healing power, the healing touch of the Lord upon you. Some of you have prayed in a crisis and you can remember looking back and say God brought that together. I couldn't have imagined how he would have done it. But look what God has done. How many of you right now, you can think of a moment in your life when you didn't know how it was going to happen, but you can look back at that moment and say, that moment God intervened for me. It was God. Let me see your hands. You can look at that. Hold it up. Now, some of you, you'll think of it later today. (laughs) Or you will have a zillion little miracles. And if you look back at the time, you could have broke your neck. But you didn't. You broke your foot. (laughs) 
the time that you could have had that car accident, but you missed it. You think of it after. The time that you could have lost the job, the time that you did lose the job, and you're jolly glad you did because you got a better one. Let me see your hands again. You can remember. Remember. I want to tell you, make a book of memories of the victories. And every now and again, when you're going through a rough patch, you remember what God has done. The angel said, Mary, when you're in a difficult moment, I want you to know that God has already done something. You can just check up on your cousin Elizabeth. God has done a miracle. She's having a baby. And they, everybody said she couldn't have it. Remember what God has done. You know, David, when he went out to face Goliath, he told, he told King Saul, I know I can handle Goliath. Because one day a bear came and stole a sheep, and I barehanded, uh, no pun intended, killed that bear. Another time a lion came out, and I killed the lion. I know God was with me to give me the strength to tangle and kill the lion and the bear. Therefore, I know that whatever's coming with this giant, I will have the strength. Remember the past blessings, the past victories. And in so doing, you will have the strength. You will find strength to go forward. Number two, verse 37. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Good to read that every now and again. And my point from this is recognize that nothing is impossible with God. Recognize how big God is. Those, again, those wonderful songs we were singing this morning. Every now and again, we need to sit back and look at the greatness, the grandeur, the power, the the, the awesomeness and the ability of God. The angel said to Mary, (laughs) nothing is impossible with God. My point is recognize how big God is. Now, I, 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 I said to the guys, I've got a pile of scriptures. I'm going to ask you to read or find with me Isaiah chapter 40. I'm going to read quite a few scriptures from Isaiah chapter 40. Somebody said this was God's self-portrait, the chapter, Isaiah chapter 40. But I'm just going to pick a scripture here and there because it's too uh, long. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 8. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Verse 12. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and meted out heaven with a span, that is, from thumb to middle finger? Uh, um, Where am I? Uh, And comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure. God has measured the dust of the earth, every 
grain of sand and dust. He knows what's under your bed. He's measured every piece of dust on the planet. Isn't that grand? Wow. Um, and weighed the mountains in scales and hills in a balance. Who hath directed the spirit of the Lord or being his counselor hath taught him. With whom took he counsel and who instructed him and taught him in the path of knowledge? No, in path of judgment. And taught him knowledge and showed to him the way of understanding. Behold, the nations are as a drop in the bucket and are counted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles, the islands of the sea, in other words, as a very little thing. Like wowie, like wowie. Look at verse 21. Let's read 21 to 27. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. Somebody said Christopher Columbus read that and knew the earth was round. And the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers and stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them as a tent to dwell in that bringeth the princes to nothing. He maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. Yea, they shall not be planted. Yea, they shall not be sown. Yea, their stalks shall not take root in the earth. And he shall also blow upon them and they shall wither. And the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. To whom will ye liken me? Or who shall I be equal? Saith the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high, and behold, who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number, the stars by number. He calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. Wow. Who sayest, oh, I guess that's, uh, that's uh, and then, yeah, verse 27. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. In other words, God, where are you? Look how big he is. I like this scripture. I found it in Exodus. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 8. Check this out. He's talking about the Red Sea. They were singing a song after they had crossed the Red Sea. In Exodus chapter 15 and verse 8. Look at this. Exodus 15 and verse 8. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. And the flood stood upright as a heap. And the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. This song was being sung by witnesses who had seen the Red Sea roll apart. And they said by the breath of his nostrils, the sea rolled apart, congealed into walls, I don't know, 40, 50 feet high. And dry ground appeared. And all the Israelites walked through on dry ground. Can you imagine them? Distracted by the fish bumping against the wall God had made. 
the first giant aquarium. <laughs> Can you imagine the fish as they bump the wall? What in the world is happening here? It was amazing. But the thing that struck me, he did it with a sniff. Sort of like that. And stuff happened. Just a sniff. (laughs) The breath of his nostrils just. Wow, folks. Recognize how big God is. Number three. I'm talking about finding strength to go forward. Remember what God has done. Recognize how big God is. And number three, I find it in verse 38. No. Yes. Oh, I'm in Exodus. <laughs> Just give me a jiffy. Too, so many scriptures here. Back to Luke chapter 1, verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me, according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. The key here is, she rested in God's will. She said, okay, Lord, whatever. Well, whatever, that would be the word, the catch word these days. (laughs) Okay, Lord, whatever you say. And she rested. Be it unto me according to thy word. Now she was about 15 years old. This was a big responsibility. As a young, engaged woman to suddenly be with child. You know, she was, she understood. She understood the societal norms that she could be stoned, that it could be pretty rough. But she said, whatever you say, Lord. My number three point from that is this. Rest in God's promises. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when or where. And I wish I did. I I really would like to know. (laughs) But just rest. God's got this. God's got it, you know. He knows more about this plague than we do. He knows how it started. He knows how it's going to end. And he knows what's coming next, which might be a whole lot worse. And we probably won't even think of this within the next few months or years because of something else that's coming down the pipe. According to the book of Revelation, I don't know which chapter and verse we're on in there, but we're there. But rest in God's promises. There's a secret to that. Let me read a couple of scriptures. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35. Very similar to the scripture that we found in Isaiah. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Folks, heaven and earth will pass away. Jesus said but my words shall not 
pass away. Rest in that, folks. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Here's another one. Isaiah 46. I I love this. I want to read it. Isaiah chapter 46. This, uh, I find it very powerful. Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, the things that are not yet saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Now, that's way too small, I think, for you to read it. But if you got your Bible and if you can read it, I'll tell you what. I'm going to say it. You say it after me, that last phrase. My counsel shall stand. And I will do all my pleasure. Wow. God's got it. He's got a plan. He's fitting this together. And we can rest in God's will. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 29, 30. Come on to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know what? Jesus invites us to come to him to find rest. Philippians 4, 6 to 8. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. God's decrees shall be accomplished. Shall be accomplished. I heard T.D. Jake's a few weeks ago, say an interesting line. Prayer does not change God's decrees. But it changes you to fall into his plan. I thought that was a powerful line. There's some things God has decreed. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's not the way we want. It's not the way we like. But if God has said it's going to happen in the heavens, it will happen. We just have to get on board and rest And what his plan is. Wow. Nothing, no judge, no government, no king, no uh, political party can thwart God's plan. His sovereign purposes are going to happen. Get with the program and rest on the journey. I heard this great line. Relax. God's driving this bus. <laughs> Don't get too stressed about all this stuff that's happening and the arguments, this and that, and in and out and up and down. Just relax in God's will. Rest. I have one more scripture here on this point. Psalm 
I like this. I really like this. Psalm chapter 2. Psalm 2. You know, some of this foolishness, it's parading around in the name of politics. Not just in the world, but even in the church. Look at this. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves. Listen to this. The kings of the earth set themselves. And the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. Now it is referring to the Messiah. But I believe it also refers. It has double or triple meanings here. That it can refer to us in our day. Verse 3, let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. But listen to verse 4. You want to know what God thinks of politics? Here it is. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. <laughs> this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. The Lord shall have them in derision. You know, they think they're so big and smart. They're lining up the 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 chessboard, playing their hand against God, thinking that they're getting one over on him. They got everything in order, not realizing that even if it's down to one lonely man, God just setting it all up. He got a plan, and he's just going to clean the board. Not that I know of the first thing about chess, but that's what it looks like. He's going to have a hook over the devices of wicked and evil men. Don't get in a panic. Rest in God's will. What he said is going to happen, folks. It's going to happen. Rest in it. Number four. So what were my points? I said, remember past victories. That will help us to find strength to go forward. Remember past victories. Let's say that. Remember past victories. Second, I said, recognize how big God is. Let's say it. Recognize how big God is. And third, I said, rest in God's will. Let's say it. Rest in God's will, or I should say God's promises, either or. And my fourth point is this. Look at verse 47. Luke chapter 1 and down here. Verse 47. 46, Mary had met Elizabeth, and she said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. My point is, rejoice. God's got everything under control. I think you said that, or somebody said that. Velma said that. Somebody said that. Rejoice. Because God's got everything under control. Mary was pregnant, didn't even hardly know how to how this was all going to happen. But she found that the joy of the Lord filled her heart and she could go forward rejoicing because God had everything under control. Let's say it. Rejoice because God has everything under control. Rejoice because God has everything under control. I've got one scripture. I'm going to quit here real quick. Uh, they told me I had had to. Uh, actually, okay, Habakkuk chapter 3. Habakkuk chapter 3. Habakkuk, just let me tell you about this guy. He was a prophet 
that was living at the time when the destruction of uh, the, the judgment of God was about to fall on the nation of Judah and it was going to be all destroyed. And he was having, he was looking at all of these things that were happening. And, and it was like at the end, he said, like, Lord, what am I going to do? And he said, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. We could say it something like this. There's not enough jobs. There's not enough money. The prices of the groceries are way too high. I've lost my house. I'm in a terrible state. The country's in a terrible state. Everything is in a mess. What am I going to do? That was sort of the idea because he listed everything that an agricultural economy was based on was gone. And then he said this, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Don't let the stuff that's happening around you steal your peace and your joy. Keep your joy because in joy of the Lord, you will find strength to go forward, the Bible says. The joy of the Lord is your strength. At all costs, hang on to the joy and the peace of the Lord and keep always the spirit of Jesus in every conversation. Keep the peace of God with your brothers and your sisters. Refuse to go into situations that will destroy peace and unity. Just refuse. Just hush your mouth. In other words, shut up. Keep the peace of God, the joy of God, and you will find strength to go forward. Mary found the strength to go forward. The first scripture that we read today talked about though everything be moved and everything be shaken, yet we can have the peace of God. Be still and know that God is at work. Did anybody get anything today? Let me see your hand if you did. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord... There's always things that you want to tell us to help us to keep on track and to keep moving forward. And I pray, Lord, that just like you gave these keys to Mary so that she could go through what was happening, I pray, Lord, that we will take these and we also will move forward. We will find the strength to move forward in the memories of your past blessings, in the recognition of your greatness, oh, Father, and in the resting in your promises and in rejoicing, rejoicing that you've got it all together, Lord. You've got it all together. I ask, Lord, as we stand on the cusp of a new year, that we will even remember Mary how she found the strength to go forward. And, and that as we look ahead in place of fear and trepidation, we will find strength 
to move on. Whatever happens, we're going to, we have hope in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Velma, did you want to finish? Why don't we all just stand up? Boy, if we had time, I'd love to sing one of those songs all over again. That last one you sang, but I, I think I, uh, uh, some more folks are coming in. But wow, I just want to say on a personal note, God has been faithful to me. It's certainly been a life-changing year, but God has helped me. And, and God is just helping every weekend someplace doing something and Zoom. It was great to be with several of you on the Zoom and, and uh, in uh, March and April there. And, and uh, just be of good courage. Just be of good courage. Pray for one another. Love one another. And let's go forward. Amen? Amen.